0: Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. The Barbecue Central Show is supported in part by these great sponsors. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and barbecue pits. Their website is thebbqguru.com. Also, Butcher Barbecue, maker of injections, rubs, and sauces. Their website is butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for anything in the barbecue and grilling industry. To include World Championship winning rubs, their website, BigPapaSmokers.com. And by CookShack, maker of pellet and electric cookers. You can visit them at CookShack.com. Also, Chops Power Injector System. Three different size injectors to choose from. Find out more at BarbecueKansasCity.com. And that's Barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and versatile cookers out there on the market. Visit them at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Smithfield, the biggest name in pork, bringing you great opportunities this barbecue season. Get Smokin' with Smithfield and their grant program and committed cooks program. Learn more at smokinwithsmithfield.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the finest pellet cookers on the market. Their website, greenmountaingrills.com. Also, by Cookin' Pellets, manufacturer of wood pellets to fire wood pellet cookers. Their website is cookinpellets.com. You can also purchase on Amazon.com as well. And finally, by Unknown Barbecue Supply, makers of lid hinges, chimney grillers, and much more. You can visit their website, unknownbbq.com. This is
1: Maddie Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio. And you're listening.
0: Good evening, and welcome to the really big barbecue central show. Here we go. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We're broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rappi. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. We have a fully locked and loaded jam-packed show. Didn't know if we were actually going to get there. But with the help of Embedded Texas correspondent Doug Scheiding, we were able to pull it off. And uh, I'll tell you what's going on here in just a minute. If you want to get in touch with the show, I'm welcoming your calls and emails the entirety of 120 minutes and this is how you can get in touch with me
4: you can get in touch with the show by calling two one six two two zero zero nine six six. email Greg at the com on the Twitter and Instagrams at BBQ Central show
0: anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the maimed website and here's what's happening in case you can get the newsletter it was out a little delayed this evening. But it did go out. So if you didn't get it, here's what's happening. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, it is the fourth Tuesday of the month. Believe it or not, folks, in a week's time, we will be into April. Uh-oh. I'm not kidding. Now, if it was April 1st and I told you, I might be throwing some shenanigans your way, but I'm not. Next Tuesday, we will be into April. First quarter of the year is done. Where is it gone? But the fourth Tuesday of the month regular guest is here to talk. That of course, the keeper of the flame over at AmazingRibs.com, Max Good. Always fun chatting with Max. On the docket this evening, a little bit of a recap of Meathead in Paradise, which he was a part of. We got some high-level stuff from Meathead uh, two weeks ago. But we'll get a little bit more of an in-depth look from Max Good, who was there. Again, Keeper of the Flame. Also a couple grills to talk about, and we'll play a little catch-up on what I thought of HPB Expo in Atlanta a couple weeks ago and what he thought of it. He's also got a couple grills to talk about as well. And then at 9.35, first timer to the show, competitive barbecue cook out of Texas, the pit master of Diablo's Cookers, Simon Flores, will be joining us. Lots of talk to Simon about, uh, not the least of which you would remember, it's probably been three, four weeks ago now, I'd had uh, embedded Texas correspondent Doug Scheiding on from Roe Cookers, and we were talking about how the Houston Livestock and Rodeo had made kind of a blunder when it came to mentioning who the overall winners were in the Dutch Oven Dessert category. Simon was a part of that. Doug was actually a part of that as well, although he wasn't called originally because I believe he was like in 30th place overall, him and his wife. And then after they realized there had been error in the judging scores, they were improved to ninth place, the top 10 uh, or better overall. And uh, Simon was originally second, moved up to actually win. So we'll talk to him. Of course, I really want to do an interview with those guys that were third place, and then they drop to like uh, 57th place. That's the interview I want after we talk to Simon. Doug, make that happen. That won't be uncomfortable at all. It'll be great. So looking forward to meeting and talking barbecue with Simon Flores at 935. And then we'll move on to the second hour at 1014. A regular contributor on this show. He is a barbecue pit master, comp- competitive barbecue pitmaster. He does give classes. He owns Whiskey Bent Barbecue Supply down there in the southeast portion of the country. In, uh, the uh, What is it called? The Imperial Polk County, I believe. That's what it is, right? Imperial Polk County. But he's also Traeger's master marketer presidente, Chad Ward, will be joining us here on the show. Big stuff coming. From Chad Ward. Am I? Yeah, I'm, I'm connected, right? Is anybody getting me on Outdoor Cooking Channel? Everybody sees me, right? Froze up here. Gone for me too. Uh-oh. That's weird. I don't know. I'm, I'm showing is connected here, gang. Refresh. Please. Please refresh. Now I got to jump over to the message board here and make sure... I'm connected. Well, maybe I'm not. Let's do this. I'm gonna disconnect from custom. I refresh, and that didn't help. Boom. Of course not. And we'll try again. But I will not try again next time. If if you if this freezes up next time, kick it over to a Twitch or kick it over to. Facebook to get the stream. Thank you, Alex, for telling me that Facebook is working. So, Chad Ward of Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the Pit will be on the show at 1014. A former Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the Pit a radio host. <laughs> former host. I believe that show's off the air now. And then helping me close out the show, also a first-timer to the show. So, half the guests, first-timers, the other half of the guests are seasoned veterans when it comes to the Barbecue Central show. Innovative product, one that I saw at HPB Expo because they were actually the exhibit across from the Pit Barrel Cooker where I was kind of headquartered for that particular event. I don't want to give – I don't want to blow the entire load right off the bat, but let's just say this. If you've ever decided that your gas grill could use some improving, especially when it comes to propane – to some degree, you might want to stay tuned for the 1035 segment because I'll be talking with Corey Sevilla from Knob Where You Need It. Very much looking forward to catching up with Corey and see what's happening. See how that show did him. The good or the bad or the ugly. Maybe indifferent, who knows. All right, uh, let me tell you right now that the show is live right now. Audio, of course, on TuneIn or my website. You can get the live video feeds on my Facebook page over at OutdoorCookingChannel.com, which appears like it might be having some kind of an issue, but maybe it's reconnected. Or you can go to Twitch.tv. Any way you want to serve it up, I'm happy to have you. You can also get the show on podcast starting at 11.55 p.m. tonight and then it will replay for a full 24 hours tomorrow. This show will replay for a full 24 hours on the Audio Network at BBQ Central Show, the BBQCentralShow.com. All right, gang. It has happened yet again. Oh, sorry. Also on Roku, if you have Roku or some other internet protocol televisions, you can get it there as well. Look for Outdoor Cooking Channel in your app store, download it and you're ready to go. All right. It has happened yet again. Another case And I know a lot of you doubters, I want to say haters, I will say doubters. There's a lot of you out there that when I start talking about show karma, it's a gimmick, stop talking about it, it really doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. Well, as I just said two seconds ago, it has happened yet again. Another case of show karma has reared its head. Sterling Smith of Luton Booty did the show this past Tuesday recapping a Tucson's Sam's Club local event win that he had. He had won that one back-to-back in 14-15, then won it again in 2017. At the end of the interview, Sterling mentions that he was heading to Reno, Nevada to do the Sam's Club local there, right? So what do you think happened? What always happens when a team shows up on a Tuesday night to do the show, and then they go compete that following weekend. What do you think happened? Hmm. Grand championship. <laughs> Sterling keeps the streak going. That away, Sterling. Way to lay it down. For those keeping score, that's two wins in as many weeks for Loot and Booty. It's fabulous. Just fabulous. Unbelievable. Evidently, there is an issue. Uh, You can also go to twitch.tv. That might help. Uh, Let me put it up there. Twitch.tv slash BBQ Central Show. That may or may not work. Oop. Sheep. I forgot the www. That came out hot. Well, that didn't work either. Whatever. Hey, let me talk to you quickly, folks, about the longest-running sponsor of the show, The Barbecue Guru, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania. If you've been thinking about getting an automatic temperature control device... You can stop here. This is the ones you want to buy from. The company that started it all, they created this technology. Why are you going to buy it from anybody else? I don't know. If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, I'm not going to get into the minute detail, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature and once set, keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's real life you can take advantage of this technology today because maybe you're a busy working professional or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands and quite frankly you just don't have the time to set around and tend to pit temperatures i get it the guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done and the guru maintains that pit temperature you've set it at you have a cyber q wi-fi model that i know is very popular amongst backyarders as well as folks on the competition scene highest level of tech you can hook up your phones, tablets, netbooks, laptop computers. Basically once you get it set up you never have to leave the house or your bed or your camper to see where your pit temp is at or to see where your internal temperature of meat is. If you're cooking too slow you can ramp the pit up, if you're cooking too fast you can ramp the pit down all from the comfort of your smart device or connected device. You can hook it up to a local area network. It also generates its own Wi-Fi signal for capture. How about that? On the other end of that spectrum, we have the Party Q. It's about $120 for most cookers. Party Q, easiest point of entry into the pit tempter control device realm. It's self-contained. It runs on AA batteries. It can go from cooker to cooker to cooker. It's absolutely fabulous. And why not pair that up with the brand new? We thought it was the new Onyx oven. Nay, it is the shotgun cooker. Love that name. Go to barbecueguru.com right now and check out all of the new spots on the Shotgun Cooker. You're going to love it. While you're over there, if you have any questions about what to order, call them 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. That's 800-288-GURU or visit TheBBQGuru.com. The barbecue the Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology we are back with Max Good from Amazing Ribs right after this.
4: Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey.
0: Hey, you love to barbecue, you love to compete, and you love to win. Do all three with help from Smithfield. Since 1938, Smithfield has been producing high-quality fresh pork products, and they now invite you to get smoking with Smithfield. Are you an organizer of a nonprofit, community, or sanctioned barbecue event? Apply for the new grant program that helps support competitions across the U.S. with resources and prize money, but that's not all. If you're a competitive barbecuer, you can join the Committed Cooks program. Members who commit to cooking with premium hand-trummed trimmed smithfield fresh pork will receive swag and other great prizes commit to cooking with smithfield and see what's going on in barbecue when you visit smoking with smithfield.com that's smoking with smithfield.com all right as i mentioned in the show open the fourth tuesday of the month brings the visit from the resident keeper of the flame at amazingribs.com what grills to buy I don't know. What smokers should you be looking at potentially purchasing this coming season? I don't know. What's new and getting ready to hit the market? Well, I do know because I saw it hitting the market a couple weeks ago. So did this guy. Industry rumors, scuttlebutt, all will be revealed here in this segment. Let's welcome back Max Good to the show. Max, how are you, buddy?
5: Doing all right. What's happening, Greg?
0: Not much, man. Uh, Living the good life here in Cleveland. It seems like the weather... May have finally made a turn. At least, you know, for the fifties, I'll take the fifties. Once it gets really <laughs> cold, the fifties seem really warm. Uh, but we're other the than same that, climate. You know, we're uh, we're doing very well. So, uh, be- I guess before we get into some of the more uh, industry style talk, that being of HPB Expo recounts, mm-hmm. and then also a couple of the grills that we were going to be talking about tonight. The week before that, there was Meathead in Paradise. Uh, two weeks ago, I had Meathead on, and we talked little bit, you know, kind of a high level type of a thing. But uh, you were there in the midst of it all. And you have kind of a different perspective than Meathead did because he was out there giving a lot of the classes, doing a lot of the, the cooking and the hands-on stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So what was your role first and foremost? And what did you think overall of this first meetup event?
5: Well, I was kind of uh, just an attendee in many ways. I didn't get involved that much with the planning. Uh, Brad Barrett from Grill Grates and Meathead really did the bulk of that. And as you know, Brad has a home down there and he's been going there for many, many years. So he knew the lay of the land. It's a tiny, tiny island, Greg. Only 500 people live on it.
0: 500? Uh, yeah. Wow, 500 yeah. people live on my street. <laughs> True. Um,
5: and everybody knew everything that was going on. If, if I sneezed uh, and I went, walked to a restaurant, somebody would go, I heard you just sneezed. You know, It was inter- an interesting environment. Um, Meade had lamented that he wished he had done more demonstrations and more education, but I uh, assured him I don't think people were too upset. It was gorgeous. It was a blast. Brad and his wife, Susan, had plotted everything out beautifully, and we just had fun from morning to noon tonight, and it was quite an experience
0: uh let me ask you something and i'm glad you mentioned that you said meathead had lamented that he wished there had been more education and more hands-on experience is that kind of how it was pitched originally or was it you were just going to kind of game plan well, not something
5: to, not to say there was none No, Um, correct, but
0: it didn't meet, I guess, what his expectation was. So was there talk about how much of that was going to take place versus just kind of relaxing and enjoying the island?
5: No, I I think from the outset we had an itinerary set up and a lot of it was free time, you know, uh, uh, eating, drinking, (laughs) getting in a boat and going from one little island to another. Um, And and I should – hasten to add, I think you know Meathead well enough that he's always thinking ahead. And the next one that we plan is I think I, I think I'm confident to say it'll be in the United States because we want it to be more accessible for more people. Yeah. Uh, and for that one, I think he's he's thinking we need to get some more classes or you know something a little more structured. Um, but as I assured him, I think everyone was glad they came. Uh, I didn't see any sad faces. I didn't see anyone moaning and groaning. Uh. It was really a good time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it would be hard to, to moan and groan out there unless there was you know, something <laughs> else going on, if you know what I mean. All right, so uh, let me fire up some of the pictures here. Ah. and uh you know this looks like obviously a night i mean meathead looks like he might have been partaking in some hippie lettuce before this picture was taken <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a fabulous he always picture
5: looks like that it's this beard
0: yeah it's a great picture uh obviously you're doing like the the rocket chimney grillers here
5: yeah the afterburner method where you'd uh put a grate over a chimney um a hot chimney as you see and really sear the you know what out of thin steaks it's it's for thin steaks you you wouldn't want to well, I guess you could slow cook something and do reverse sear and finish them off on, on that. But um, it's a lot of fun to do, like fajitas and stuff, thin steaks, because as you can see, it's crazy hot.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then you can catch a, it. appears you can catch your own dinner here.
5: <laughs> That's uh, our assistant editor, Sarah Lynn, who uh, found a, a lobster. And you might notice what's missing from that lobster, Greg.
0: Uh, his claws.
5: That's right. Yeah. Down there, um, they they don't – actually, this is pretty common. I, di- I didn't uh, realize that. What do they call them? Spiny lobsters, something like that. Um, they're all over the place. Hmm. I was told that when you order a lobster tail, usually you're going to get it from one of these lobsters because uh, they save the main lobsters and that type of lobster oh. that has the big claws for people who order whole lobsters. Yeah, But that one – just, uh, I, Sarah Lynn. I hope I don't upset her to reveal that she actually didn't capture that one. Oh, we. I think we found that it uh, spearfishers go down. And they just shoot them and and grab them up and gobble them down. And that one must have got away and uh, uh, ended up not surviving though and washed up on shore. I believe we found a little bitty spear in it.
0: So do you eat but, it or so, no? Mm-hmm. You eat that? No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I
5: I don't think it was. uh, I I think it had been gone for a little bit, but Uh, 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 not so much that uh, that it that it was uh, beyond picking up and taking pictures of, if you will.
0: Got it. All right, Uh, and then here's something that I thought was very interesting: Uh, corrosion living on the beach.
5: Well, yes, that's at Brad's place, and he pointed this out to me. Um, No surprises there. You know, this is why. uh, Many folks, particularly those that uh, can afford it, uh, purchase e- uh, grilling equipment with marine grade stainless steel. Mm. This is, you know, a standard Weber uh, uh, kettle. I don't believe Weber offers that as an option. Um, uh, so, one who lives in a, a saltwater climate uh, will experience something like this.
0: What's the deal with the, the tread plate discs on the top? Somebody make oh, oh, uh, some bad uh, yeah, drilling?
5: That- I can explain that. Yeah. Uh, that's where the original mounting holes for the Weber plastic, gray plastic handle had been, uh-huh. uh, and, uh, they rotted through. Oh, so Brad closed off the old holes cause they were just big gaping holes and drilled, uh, some small holes, huh. uh, and, and remounted the thing
0: handy. Yes,
5: yeah. he's a clever fellow.
0: All right, uh, and uh, what other pictures would you like to take a quick look at here before we? But whatever turn it caught
5: over. your eye, Greg. I, oh, I don't want to. Okay. I know you already. went – Well, there he is with his wife, Lou,
0: and uh, the famous business cards. This is business cards all uh, all adorned behind him. Yes, they are.
5: Mm. But uh, this um, this place is known for their uh, uh, official drink of the Bahamas, the Goombay Bay Smash. Uh, there was a, a contest, I guess, many years ago, and Emily, the proprietor of Emily's, who's now uh, gone gone to a better life beyond this one, Craig, uh, but her daughter is still taking care of the place. Yeah. She keeps it going, and the top secret uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken type recipe is still under wraps there, and I must Brilliant. say they are very good. Uh, You can taste the difference because everywhere you go, somebody's handing you a delicious, sweet, uh, citrusy rum drink, and and these were certainly some of the best. And that's Meadhead and his wife, Lou, uh, and we're having a good time with some of the people that came to the event.
0: Now, Clint is swimming with the Stingrays?
5: This is interesting. Um, We went to an island which I I loosely identify as Burger Island because Brad – set up uh, these giant low-cost gas grills that he got from Walmart and put grill grates across them. And we grilled up some fantastic hamburgers. Uh, But one of the allures to this island is that uh, the stingrays and even some small, like, four-foot-long sharks are tame. They are used to tourists coming up and feeding them. Uh, We had brought in some small fish that were chopped up into, like, one-inch pieces, And people were, you know, just that stingray would glide right up to you and nibble it out of your hand. It was a very strange sensation. Now, one woman, I I guess, was instructed uh, not to hold the the bait in her hand to the sharks and disregarded that and got nipped a little bit there. Everyone was saying she was very lucky because their teeth are razor sharp and their jaws are incredibly strong. But the shark was very tame and did not... Did not want to hurt her. Oh, my. Just wanted to get a little goody there. And and once again, once we got back to the shore, within hours, everyone on the island had heard about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, when there's only 500 people on the island, you know what to expect. (laughs) Uh, I was looking for one other picture. Hold on. What's the deal here? Hogs on the beach? Pig Island.
5: Really? They're a little mysterious about this. Uh, One of the other larger islands in the Bahamas... Uh somehow they got a bunch of pigs on it. And when I say large, I'm talking about you can walk across these islands in a yeah. matter of minutes. Uh, and people just take their boats and go from one to another and party and have a good time and hang out. Uh, it's like if, if we were uh, doing a pub crawl almost, you know, you, you got to bring everything with you. Uh, but there was a, an island that turned into a tourist attraction a little south of us Uh, They had a bunch of pigs on the island and people, tourists loved to go there and visit them. Now, somebody cruelly left a bunch of pigs on this tiny, tiny island with no fresh water, none of their natural food that they like to eat. And uh, it was distressing. Uh, Pigs, I guess, don't normally swim, but they learned to swim out to boats when people would happen by just desperate for food. And an Australian guy befriended them and ultimately set up a big water tank with a trough on it. And he goes there a couple times a week. He goes around to the restaurants and collects scraps for them. And he brings them um, dry food and stuff. And and now it indeed has turned into a tourist attraction there.
0: Uh, Max Good is talking with us here on the show. AmazingRibs.com is the website that he helps write for. He's the keeper of the flame. Uh, Everybody loves his job and wishes they were him. Uh, Are you going to NBBQA this weekend, Max?
5: No, I'm not. Meathead's already there. All right. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, a bunch of people are emailing me and calling me. Uh, David Mixon, Myron's son, just contacted me today. Are you going to be there? Nope, nope. He likes me because I told him he's better looking than his dad.
0: Not hard to do, by the way.
5: Well, I didn't want to say anything, but of course, when you got mugs like ours.
0: Right. I mean, like every, Everybody can't look as good as us.
5: That's true. They um,
0: try. So talk to me about, you know, high level, what you thought of this year's HPB Expo. Have you been? You've been to years past, I would assume. Um, yes, I go yeah. every year. So what do you think about uh, this one compared to some of the other ones?
5: Uh, my perception was it was a little bit lighter attended, not terribly so, Um you know, I kind of keep up with most of this stuff anyway, so there are very few surprises. You and I, I saw you there briefly. We didn't get a chance to hang out as much as I would have liked to. Um, some of the things that stuck out in my mind I think I've already shared with you, oddly enough, and I haven't tested it yet, is that Ice Cube yeah. Grill Grade brush that I mentioned to you. Uh, it uh, It's insanely expensive at this point in time, but we'll see what happens with it. And I'll, Of course, I do need to test it, but on uh just re- taking a look at it it makes a lot of sense um it's odd that it's if anybody has ever done this many uh, particularly high-end grill manufacturers recommend you dip your grate brush in warm water and then hit the grates with it while the grates are still warm and I can tell you it really works good yeah, steam a guess fact, why. Right?
0: steam clean yeah. Yeah.
5: well yeah it's not it's it's becomes something like that. But I'm much too lazy to do it, Greg. I just, just <laughs> scrape it away. And, and so when I saw this, I said, that seems like a clever idea. The guy just has um right above the the bristles. I can't use yep. this right and left here. Yep. Uh, he has a little compartment where you can put ice cubes and you can even throw a couple lemon slices in there to sweeten up the aroma. And the ice melts down on the grates as you're scrubbing them. And um, it's it made a lot of sense. I'm eager to try it out. But right now I'm embroiled in writing my top 10s, Greg, and it's top 10s from the top to bottom from morning to night. That's all I do.
0: Wow. All right. So there were a couple grill. Let me tell you, uh, this was the first HPB Expo that I went to, Mm -hmm. and I was taken back a little bit by how much hearth and patio there were versus, bar. I mean, a lot of barbecue stuff for sure, but. And the biggest exhibitors in that place uh, had no grills in them. They were outdoor fireplace people, indoor fireplace Mm -hmm. people, a lot of artsy, avant-garde kind of things, especially when I was at the Vesta Awards kind of covering that and seeing who was winning. Uh, Not a lot of, uh, I guess what I would refer to as barbecue-related stuff, but I guess that's typical for that kind of a show.
5: Yeah, Hearth Patio and Barbecue Association. Uh, You might have noticed there's um, also – Not not so many of these guys exhibit, but there are a lot of retailers attend. You know, people that uh, have brick and mortar stores uh, for obvious reasons. There and they oftentimes don't just carry barbecue equipment; they'll carry spy equipment and furniture and the whole bit. Um, But yes, that is true. However, it has that particular show has more barbecue equipment than any show that I'm aware of in the United States. Now, uh, there's a big one in Cologne, Germany, that people keep telling me I should go to called Spoga. And they actually have a business development rep here in the Chicago area that I'm starting to chat with. Um, but that that is also a, a combination of furniture and patio and everything. But uh, I'm told that it's that – d- HPB Expo is dwarfed by Spoga. Oh, wow. It's, it's uh, allegedly – and from everything I've seen – quite a bit larger.
0: All right. uh, So we're going to run out of time to get through both of these grills, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about the Sabre 500 cast black grill, and uh, we'll take that to the segment end. And I do have pictures. I do have pictures.
5: Okay. Well, I I know it's going to be one of your – oh, there you go. (laughs) That's not exactly the Sabre grill. There we go. I know this would be one of your favorites, uh, Greg, because the parent company of Sabre is – Royal. yeah great and they employ charbroils uh something like Royal's true infrared systems that they sell in their lower priced uh, grills that appear in lows uh it's it's a much higher quality i know you'd approve of that also it does cost more this one's about uh almost a thousand bucks
6: um
5: uh th- they have um they they don't like to call it an infrared system they call it the the saber cooking system, mm-hmm. but it's very unique. They have low, low out. There you go, low output burners, just like charbroil. But you see that uh, that uh, deal above it is um, a conglomerate of an emitter plate. That the the zigzagged uh, pieces at the bottom. That's a it's a cutaway cross section, yep. and then that more elaborate system on top. That's like uh, upside down U-shaped grates that sits on top of that uh, zigzag emitter plate, just in many ways like the charbroil true infrared systems work. Uh, The heat energy is is stored, the heat energy from the burners is stored on the emitter plate Mm -hmm. and transmitted up into the grates. Uh, There's very little open flame, no flare ups, very little convection heat that would dry foods out. It's really hard to burn something on this unless you just fall asleep you know uh it's very hard to dry out foods uh a downside is between those high grates uh gunk can collect and they do uh. make tools where you can scrape it out but unlike say well pretty much any other grate system that doesn't have a solid metal plate underneath where uh that will allow uh drippings to drip pass the grates and burn up on either heat tents or charcoal, this one can collect gunk. But yep. it's a very forgiving, effective system, and Sabre makes really high-quality uh, stainless steel equipment here. That's their uh, one of their control knobs. You see above it, in this particular model, there's a thermometer above each burner. Oh. Now, I didn't test this one. This is new, a new model, but I did test, uh, when they first rolled out a few years ago, a system that had these uh, thermometers above each burner. They're bimetal thermometers. They, The ones I tested were were off quite a bit. We still okay. recommend you get good, accurate digital thermometers. But I guess on the upside, it g- gives you, well, like any bimetal thermometer, it gives you some kind of sense of around where you're at with the heat. But, but I wouldn't trust them unless they, as they, of course, told me, made significant improvements on it. Um, I'm skeptical of that.
0: All right. Uh, we will get to the Napoleon Rogue next time uh, and oh, what other really good grills you are ready to talk about. Top 10 should be done by then, too, right?
5: Yes, yes. I, I, we're planning on having them out next week. So All right. keep your eyes on AmazingRibs.com.
0: All right. And then uh, we'll go over that in April. Uh, it's Max Good, AmazingRibs.com, Keeper of the Flame, AmazingRibs.com, the website. Always appreciate the time, Max. Thanks so much.
5: My pleasure, Greg.
0: You got it. There he is. It's Max. Who doesn't love Max? Everybody loves Max. That's the wrong damn screen right there. How about that? Hey, no Desmond still. How about that? Oh, no. We suck again.
4: All guests on the Barbecue Central show appear via the Smithfield hotline. Yummy. All right. uh, So
0: thank you to Max from AmazingRibs.com. And we are off and running. That was the Sabre 500. I'm wondering, I meant to ask him if Sabre is like the infinity of Nissan. You know what I'm saying? All right, let me talk to you quickly about the Pit Barrel Cooker. If you've been thinking about pulling the trigger on a new cooker, it can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to buy, who needs the hassle? But I strongly suggest a Pit Barrel Cooker. Pit Barrel Cooker makes cooking simple and fun, and it just might be the most unique Versatile and easy to use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a single cooker that would be able to turn out great traditional barbecue meats like briskets, pork shoulders and ribs while also being able to ramp up in temperature to do those burgers, chicken wings and hot dogs. Versatility all thanks to the revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. Their hook and hang method places the food in the center of the heat so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie. The result is great tasting perfectly cooked meat each and every time in the industry that is called consistency. Not only is the pit barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it's aesthetically sexy as well. Not only built to withstand heat, but thanks to its porcelain-enamel finish, the pit barrel able to withstand any type of weather. Also, extremely portable, fits in the back of most trucks, vans, and SUVs, ready to go wherever you are. Of course, it's got all the accessories that you want, from the unique removable ash pan to the pit grips, the turkey hangers, the hinged grill grates, beer koozies, coffee mugs, rubs sauces you name it there's a full line of accessories that will really complete your pit barrel cooking experience and for the best part come on $299 the pit barrel comes fully assembled ready to cook on ships free right to your door not only does the cooker ship free but with so few returns everything they sell ships free to the lower 48 continental states each and every day no promo code no coupon needed don't take my word for it. We should ask Mac from, uh, Max from AmazingRibs.com. They have given it their gold rating three years in a row. Highest rating, by the way. Head on over to PitBarrelCooker.com and see what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their full collection of how-to videos, and then pick up one or two for yourself. You can thank me later. If you have any questions, you can contact them through their website. Call 502-228-1222. That's 502-228-1222. And, yes, they will actually talk to you. Find out what great customer service is all about. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com. All right, we are back with Simon Flores, Diablo's cooker. Stick around. We'll be right back.
4: Ready to get on the air. Call 216-220-0966. Now, let's get back to the LeBron James and Barbecue Talk. Craig Rampy. This portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills. Manufacturers are
0: some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. Something medium size, they got you covered there too. Also tailgate style, Baby Crockett's the bomb also supplying you with pellets to fire those cookers check them out at greenmountaingrills.com that's greenmountaingrills.com all right my next guest a competitive barbecue cook seeing a lot of action in the texas region of the country a few weeks ago the official texas embedded correspondent doug scheiding was recounting a mix-up at the houston houston livestock and rodeo this year my next guest a part of that we might hit on that Let's head over to the hotline and welcome first timer of the show, the Pinmaster of Diablo's Cookers, Simon Flores, joining me here on the show. Simon, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? Absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you making time for the show. And I guess, you know, before we go headlong into the barbecue talk here, Simon, you know a little bit about yourself. I mean, Texas always associated with barbecue, whether it's at the restaurant, whether it's the competition level, whether it's just at your house. Growing up, are you uh, a guy that was raised in that barbecue culture, or is it something you picked up a little later in life?
3: I, th- I think it all falls back to uh, my early years, just growing up in the kitchen with my grandma and my mother. Uh, my grandma was just constantly cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinners, everything homemade, you know, just all day long. Even happened to sell, you know, to EMS, the... Uh, the everybody in blue, you know, police officers, fire department, everybody would come to her house and just buy food out of the house. But I think I kind of fell in her footsteps after that and just decided to start barbecuing and, and trying to do the same thing and, and, and continue her legacy on.
0: How do you happen upon or how do you find out about competition barbecue?
3: It all started, um, I was competing, just doing backyard stuff, you know, for many years. And of course we all know backyard barbecues don't pay the bills anymore. So luckily I competed <laughs> at a few different um events and I got I got to happen. Um I, I I beat somebody at a cook-off and they said, I gotta come and shake your hand, I gotta know what you cooked. This guy is a big pit master known as Robert Smith, which is now one of my good, good buddies I do work for, and we kind of we're on the same team with first class barbecue. And um, I just, you know, we just, he, he got me into the competitive side of everything. And he's off, after he took me underneath his wing and, and going around, you know, everywhere and getting me into competitions with himself. And we've had a lot of good success.
0: Uh, one of the things that I find endlessly fascinating is team names. Uh, your team is Diablo's Cookers. Is there anything special or <laughs> hidden or, you know, what's the agenda behind the name there?
3: Uh well they, my nickname is Diablo. I learned I, I earned that name when I was a young kid. I was always in trouble. <laughs> but now, you know, um it's I, I got married, got a beautiful wife, three kids, and you know, I just had to change my life around, but the name stuck.
0: <laughs> so just Diablo by name now.
3: Yes. 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 And, that... and then, you know, I got I put a team together of a few good hard working mules and I were just out constantly, you know, either catering or Doing small cook offs, doing big cook offs, and then of course from my off time I help out first class barbecue, which I'm also a pit master with them, and then I even worked the uh, the restaurant over in Hempstead, Texas.
0: So as far as Diablo's cookers team is concerned, is it do you have like a set other uh, or a set number of other teammates that show up each and every time? Is it kind of a revolving door of who's available? What's the setup
3: there? Oh no, the guys that I've had on my team they've been with me pretty much since day one. There's probably about six of us and uh, they're always at every cook off, you know, just they they do their best, you know, right after work they're there at every event to try to make things happen and you know, try to make us shine, you know, and get the hardware we need.
0: Helping hands for you or do they really lend to the cooking process during the competition?
3: They're really helping hands. You know, they allow me to, you know, take over and just cook everything. And I can—I don't even have to say anything to them anymore. I can just give them a nod and they already know what to do, um, what to lay out or what, to, what knives to get me and stuff like that.
0: Uh, we're talking with Simon Flores from Diablo's Cookers here on the show. Uh, Simon, talk to me. You know, when I am having conversations with pitmasters, there seems to be three different styles of teams at this point and it's ranged over the course of the show but you either have the guys that are like the the single pit masters like yourself then you have like the duo and it's usually a husband and a wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend and then all of a sudden it jumps up to the teams that got like five or six dudes and they're all like five pit masters together and it seems like that at least to me i'm a i'm a control freak it goes to stand uh-huh. here on this show. You know, nobody else is, I, I mean, I get some help from some other correspondents and stuff here, but as far as producing the show and hosting the show, I mean, it's all me because I trust nobody that I don't think yeah. anybody's going to put in the same work that I'm going to do. Is that a similar mindset with why you stay as the pit master or would you be open to, to branching out?
3: Oh no, I'm I'm open to branching out. That's why I joined first class barbecue. You know, there's so much more to learn to the competitive side of the sanctioned events and stuff. So uh, Diablo's Cookers we kind of did a lot we do a lot more catering than competition these days um so I kind of help out First Class barbecue any 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 opportunity I get and we do catering around the world as well with them and um that's I I love working with them guys you know there's you know four good pit masters on that team and we all work together and we all you know flavor profiles are on point all the time and you know just run with it you know nobody's there's no i in that team you know everybody just you know Everybody's self-disciplined and know what needs to happen, and they get it done.
0: There is that adage of too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, Do you guys have to spell out up front what everybody's responsibility is when you're with First Class Cooker? Because obviously, you know, a pit master is also one of those alpha males, and you get four or five of those guys together. and. You know, nobody's looking to to get chippy with one another, but it would seem to me that as long as everybody kind of knows the role and, and can help everybody out, that's going to be the successful way to run a team that's got that kind of a talent.
3: Oh yeah, we kind of get we kind of like throw a toolbox meeting first thing. You know, once we get to location and we kind of you know iron out all the wrinkles. Hey, this is what's going to go on. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're doing this. You're doing that. And then everybody's in sync and works together, and it's it's worked really well that way. No no ounce of alcohol is drank until all the turn ins are gone in, and I mean just it's it's like anything any other team I've ever been on. You know, it's just everybody's in sync and it it makes things happen the right way. Have you seen
0: kind of um, I don't know if it's if it's an evolution or or a trend away? You know, seven eight nine years ago. It was all about the party first, and then if you did well the next day, hey, that was great. And it seems like there's been a trend away from that, where it's all business, and yeah, uh, and maybe that has to do with the amount of expense that's invested into competitions, where the amount wasn't yeah. that much five, six, seven years ago. Is that the uh, the mindset for you guys?
3: Yes, exactly. Because you know, like I said, when I first started off, you know, maybe ten, twelve years ago. It was, you know, all about, I mean, we wanted to have a big party, but it was always about the food. But it seemed like um, nobody was disciplined enough to just strictly stick to the food. And everybody was, co- uh, was more concentrated on the big party, you know, and if we won, we won. If we did, we didn't. But we had a hell of a party. And then it started getting really expensive, you know, and coming home with, uh, with nothing, <laughs> you know, but um, we kind of learned pretty quick, you know, that, hey, there's, a, there's, there's money involved, you know, and we can win some money if we do things right.
0: Simon Flores joining me here on the show. You know, Simon, other sanctioning bodies have certified judges. Do you think that there is a benefit to having, I guess, what you could call a people's choice style of judging that the Texas contingent is accustomed to? Do you like that?
3: Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I just, I mean, I'm pretty open. All I do is I show up, I want to cook, and I do my best. That's all that's on my mind. You know, it's all in the judge's hands, what they think, and, if like it they do if they don't they don't as long as i know i put you know my heart and soul in there every every time i touch something you know that's just the way my grandma taught me if you're going to do something right you do it right the first time
0: depending on <clears> where <throat> you go in texas will you tweak flavor profiles will a, will a western texas or a northern texas have a different flavor
3: profile yeah, well, yes well we kind of what we kind of started doing is um when we roll into town say it's you know anywhere you know we roll in we'll go to the nearest barbecue joint and we'll try their barbecue. And then we we'll say, okay, this is what we got to go back to camp. And this is what we got to mimic. Cause that's, I'm sure that's what the judges are used to. And I would say nine out of 10 times it's, it's been proven, right? So we do tweak, tweak to the, to that hmm. taste, to that flavor profile.
0: How many events are you looking to cook this year?
3: Oh, as many as possible. <laughs> 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 yeah. It, it's been, a, it's oh, been wow. a fun ride. It was quite a struggle to begin, but, um, this last past year or so, you know, Robert's take, Robert Smith's taking me under his wing and saying, Come on, we got to get out there. We got to get out there. Your name's getting out there more and more. And, you know, I want you to shine as well. So uh, I'm real, real grateful for, for a friend like that.
0: Simon, from a, a sanctioning body standpoint, you have IBCA in Texas, you have LSBS. There's been a couple other ones. Uh, I forget the, the one that kind of defunct last year that IBCA was able to, to take under its wing. Would you like to see a a unifying a single unifying barbecue sanctioning body, or is that not big of a deal to you?
3: Yeah, uh, it, it's not really much of a big deal to me. I just like I said, I show up to cook and you know, and just run with it.
0: Let's talk about Houston livestock and rodeo a handful of weeks oh, ago. Oh wow! <laughs> right. So Dutch oven mix up. Uh, originally, you're announced the second overall, uh, but really, you're the winner when it all shakes out. So.
3: Yeah, they pulled a Steve Harvey on us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I
0: mean, it it never ends. It's happening in barbecue competitions now. So when did you notice or feel like something might have been awry?
3: Well, we we got home on uh, that Sunday evening, and we kind of got online, and we're just looking at some stuff. Then we noticed on Monday that um, the Houston Press was releasing that the sopapilla cheesecake, which was our dessert um had won first place but they had named another team so i was like okay maybe it was just a typo and uh let it fly well then um, i think it was houston livestock show and rodeo posted the winners and it was first place dessert was a smoked sopapilla cheesecake and i was like <laughs> that's our dessert you know we why are they saying our dessert was first place but they gave us second place so it kind of robert you know made a made a phone call and uh to the Livestock Show and rodeo and had them, you know, to investigate a little bit. So they went back and audited everything, and sure enough, it came back, you know, a few hours later that it was, in fact, our dessert that won first place, that there was a mix-up in, in all the counts and stuff.
0: So, I mean, it's great to win, right? I mean, you're seeing it in print. Uh, it, it seems a little weird that your name isn't out there, but the dessert that you made is the one that there's being named as the winner. Are you pissed a little bit that you weren't able to be on the stage and, and have that, overall grand championship with your name called out and kind of soak in that whole situation? I mean, you're kind of cheated out of that, right?
3: Not really, because like I said, I was grateful to, to make top three. You know, and they, I mean, I was on stage, you know, and they, named, they they gave, you know, first class barbecue, you know, first runner up, you know, so we did get you know our names called, and you know everybody in the crowd was screaming, and you know it felt pretty good. And there was hundreds and hundreds of folks, you know, chanting, you know, you know, you know, cheering us on, you know, for winning. But you know, when we got back to camp, you know, we're kind of like, man, you know, yeah, we wish we would have got first place, but we'll take it. You know, we, you know, a couple years ago, back to back, grand champions and ribs and runner up and ribs, and so the last few years have been really good for first class barbecue at Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo.
0: You're a better man than me. I would have been pissed, no doubt about it. So let, now let me ask you this as a follow-up: How much bigger of a deal do you think would have been made out of this if this would have happened in the barbecue portion versus the Dutch oven portion?
3: Oh wow, yeah, I think I think a lot more people are going to start contesting everything now. <laughs> you know how can they how can they ruin something you know so badly? Do you
0: do you uh, think people were wondering what the deal? Because I yes, think um, yes, um, you, yes, you, you, you yeah, have... We sat
3: around the we sat around the fire and and we were like discussing, you know, I wonder how many times has this happened, you know, or how many other people are going to think that this has happened to them, and how many more people are going to start contesting every every cook.
0: Well, you look at the guy who won overall Darren Worth from Iowa Smoky D's, and he wins oh, with, yeah. uh, I think it was ribs, and yes. he finished like, you know, I, it was some ridiculous place in chicken, so without knowing what had happened with the Dutch oven, but as soon as I heard about that, I was talking with Doug Shiding, I was like, "Man, did they screw up chicken? Did Did Darren Worth really score a three hundred and seventy eighth in chicken or something like that?" So there's got to be second <laughs> guessing like all over the place as soon as that thing's uh, yeah. run out. Wow, that's gonna yeah, be everybody insane. was. Uh, where are you cooking at next?
3: We are cooking. Uh, we're gonna do some. I'm doing something with Treger um, this weekend up in Fort Worth at the National yes. Barbecue uh, Association. It'll be it'll be a fun dig, a uh, little deal going on up there all the famous pitmasters. And And then right shortly after that, I'll be heading to Memphis in May to cook with Brad from the shed.
0: Nice. All right. Everybody loves hanging out with Brad and he's a good time. No doubt about it. Oh man.
3: We've We've cooked with Brad a few times and he's really a good friend. You know, he calls me on occasion. Hey, what you got going on? You know, Hey, I need you to come to Memphis. I want you to cook chicken. You know, I believe your chicken Diablo can do it. And, you know, and I was like, okay, well, we'll talk about it this weekend when we see each other and we'll make it happen.
0: all right so simon flores is who we're talking to here on the show he is the pitmaster of diablo's cookers he's going to be in fort worth for the mbbqa and then memphis in may after that simon really appreciate the time tonight man thanks so much for coming on
3: no problem thank you
0: there he is simon awesome great first time entrance good energy Likes to talk about what's
4: happening. All guests on the Barbecue Central right? show appear via the Smithfield Hotline. Yummy. Love
0: first timers to just come in and let it rip. That's what I'm talking about. Way to go, Simon! Appreciate you. I don't want to pull back the curtain too much, but that was kind of, you know, he he was literally out of the bullpen hours hours ago. I was scrambling to fill. Simon steps up, hits a home run. He'll be back on. I always find it fascinating that, you know, top hitmasters will cook with other top hitmasters. I want to beat everybody. All right, folks, uh, if you are like me, you're thinking of ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game, and now you can do it even easier with Butcher's Barbecue. Oh. Oh. I... I can't mix the powder, Ah, the the easy measuring thing with the shaker in it. It's too hard. What can I possibly do? I know what you can do. You can head on over to ButcherBBQ.com and get the pork and beef injection already made in the bottles. Here we go. Here we go. Stick your injector needle in the bottle, pull out what you want, inject it into said protein. Even the stupid people can do it. I can do it. Now, if you're not in the market for injections, maybe you're already stocked up. You're like, well, what else does Dave got? Well, let me tell you. He's got great rubs. The staple rubs, the steak and brisket. You have the honey rub, which I absolutely adore. You have the newer rubs that were released. Pecan, cherry, chipotle, Dave's private master triple secret blend seasoning. Also, the sauce, right? The sweet barbecue sauce is absolutely fabulous. It's great all by itself. It's great. Great. All... You can use it as a base. You can doctor it up. Come on. I remember the first time that I had Dave's sauce, I was drinking it out of the bottle. I believe I was doing an interview with Meathead Goldwyn. And he stopped me halfway through the interview, and he's like, Are you drinking that barbecue sauce out of the bottle? And I'm like, Yes! It is that good. I am drinking it out of the bottle. Liquid injection, baby. That's right. Liquid, liquid, liquid. Come on. Here we go. All right. David, is it a one-use bottle then? You can can probably put that in the refrigerator, right, Dave? If you don't use it all, put it in your ice chest. Come on. Why are you going to use it all? Get enough meat, use it all. Also, the grilling oils. Oh, I love the grilling oils butter flavor chipotle steakhouse here's what you do head on over to butcherbbq.com that's butcherbbq.com yeah all right we are back to wrap up the first hour right after this stick around we'll be right back
4: Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought
0: to you by CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit cookapellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. Did we get fixed over an Outdoor Cooking Channel? Everybody okay? Where are you watching at? Where are you listening at? Special thanks to Chris Becker for hipping me to Twitch as well. Didn't know about that. Didn't know about the Twitch. Now I know about the Twitch. We're on there as well. All right, thanks again to Simon Flores from Diablo's Cookers for joining me this past segment. You know, it re- I don't want to broad-stroke it too much, but it really seems that some of the top pitmasters have had some type of a culinary background, not necessarily professionally trained, like the International Culinary Professional Gangster Institute, somewhere along these lines, the culinary professionals. But as Simon said, his grandma was in the house cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner, selling to EMS, fire departments. Is that illegal? Uh I don't think the health department would like that. But he's now inspired to continue on with the food. Now look at him. Pitmaster of Diablo's doing a big cater thing. I had a whole bunch of catering questions that I didn't get to. Don't want to do that again next time we have him on. I think there's a large contingent of listeners maybe not uh, the the true hardcore centralites that tune in live every tuesday but people are thinking about getting into catering barbecue catering specifically he'd be a good guy to bounce questions off of especially how do you price how do you hold do you cook on site do you deliver do you do both cook on site while you're delivering to the same location i think we could knock a segment or two out about catering what do you think i think so all right uh we are going to reload here for the second hour lots to get to yet big updates coming at the top i suggest you refresh your libation and then come back for the second hour we'll chat it up you know where we're broadcasting from don't you cleveland Ohio. all right you're listening and watching the barbecue central show right here on the barbecue central network stick around i'll be right back
4: This is Jimmy Burns from Melvern, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central.
0: Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show.
2: Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me!
3: Fine, how is it wrong? You have a great show of a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead
1: and he's in the in the crackle.
2: Charbonneau! it's all about the Charbonneau, dude. Succulent fish. What? Eight fifty four wiener. So listen, liberty
0: shake
1: the face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. <laughs> top.
0: All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Here we go. Congratulations, everybody. You found the Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world, the barbecue and grilling. We're broadcasting live from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. If you missed the first hour, oh, it's all right. You only missed two of the best interviews ever. Max Good recounting some meat-headed paradise, seeing scantily clad chicks with lobsters, like that. Simon Flores came in at 9.35 and wowed the crowd as a first-timer into the show. So, yeah, about it. You can get the first hour around 11.55 p.m. tonight and... If you didn't know how it works, if you go to the audio portion of this show, which is at TheBBQCentralShow.com, and then click on the Live Now button right there. It's big and red right at the top. You can't miss it. Click that. That takes you over to TuneIn.com where the live audio stream takes place. And then you can hear this show, the show that's taping right now. thats live, but I'm taping it for podcast. It will replay all 24 hours tomorrow. So... You can jump in, get bits and pieces. Every two hours, the show plays again all the way through the day tomorrow. Also, subscribe to the show on iTunes or however you get your podcasts. Pretty much that's how most people get it. By the way, I am very excited to sit here and tell you. We are at record, record download numbers for this show as of the last handful of months. The new year turned. I'm not sure exactly what happened. I'm not sure exactly why people are turning into the show that didn't or uh, becoming big fans of the show. I'm not sure exactly what's happening. But something is going on. People are taking note. People want to get on the train of awesome that is the Barbecue Central show. So we are just we are getting ready to break our all-time download number this month, and we're going to beat it by roughly, just throwing a guess out there, 4,000 downloads. That's a big number. You people would be happy if you got 400 downloads for your pathetic shows. Uh-oh. I'm going to beat my best download number by at least 4,000. thousand. Four k. I don't know what the hell that was. So you might be aware, because you see my shirt, Horse Meat 2017, that it's been an ongoing love affair with trying to get horse meat legalized here in the United States. Uh, first, we need to have the government approve anti-mortem inspection and pay those FSIS inspectors to go to what would have to be horse processing plants, which they don't do. Meathead Goldwyn had posted something on his pitmasters club, that's the portion you have to pay for, saying that horse meat is legal for consumers, and that was dated a year ago. Not necessarily incorrect. However, when you look at it from a realistic standpoint, incredibly incorrect. So the way that it is set up right now, if you decided you wanted to get into the horse processing business, I think we could all pool our dollars and open our own horse processing plant. I can bring Dave Boska out of retirement. He's a, a savvy, experienced vet when it comes to butchering. I'm not saying he's a horse butcher, but he's got butchering experience, so I'm sure it would take him about five seconds to figure out how to take down a horse. We'll source our horses responsibly. We'll truck them up to the horse slaughter plant. Uh, Dave is also used to dispatching animals, so maybe he can be both executioner and cutter-upper guy. Uh, Dave, if you don't want to do this or be associated with it, tune out uh, for at least the next three or four minutes. Here's the downfall. After we have our fortune collected, we have our horse processing plan up to speed, we have our dispatchers and cutters in place, our new business, which is Rempe's horse meat processing, okay, is going to fall on extremely, extremely financial hard times right off the bat. Not because we're going to have kooks out front going, save our horses, you people are animals, not because of that. It's because, as Dave would tell you, we... Our new company, Rempe's Horse Meat Processing Company, in Cleveland or Oklahoma, since we're going to need Dave to actually do a lot of this stuff. So we'll move it closer to Dave to keep him satisfied. I don't want him to quit after a week. We, as our new uh, ownership group, are going to have to pay to bring these FSIS inspectors in in order to do the proper meat inspections, to get that stamp in order for us to then sell out to the greater consuming public by the way i have it on good authority and the, it is growing each and every week folks i'm not i am here to tell you and i'm not kidding people are wearing horse meat t-shirts like it's going out of style but more importantly people are writing papers in colleges about how horse meat should become legal i'm not kidding It's actually happening. There's a gentleman by the name of Evan Krim who is submitting to a college that he attends a uh, paper on horse meat and why it would be good for the economy. I'm telling you, it's sweeping the nation. However, we will be bankrupt inside of a week Uh (laughs) because FSIS is very costly, very costly. And the reason that it works for every other friggin' meat is because the federal government subsidizes the FSIS to be on-site to do those inspections, to give the stamps, to make sure everything's on the up and up. Why can't they do that for Rempy's horse meat processing? So while it is legal, it is completely financially irresponsible. You're committing financial suicide by – Buying into Rempy's horse meat processing plant located in Dave, where do you live at? Something Oklahoma. Let's call it Norman, Oklahoma. I like Norman. That's where Oklahoma University is, University of Oklahoma. Right, the Sooners, Boomer Sooner. We're going to Norman with a horse meat processing plant where Dave can drive very quickly to and from work. It's your schedule, Dave. By the way, I'm not mandating you work 40 hours; just whatever you can give me. Because it's going to cost a lot of money to pay those FSIS people. So we're going to need way bigger financial backers than I had thought of. But Chandler, right. Rempe's Horse Meat Processing in Chandler, Oklahoma. That's got a great ring to it. So while our processing prospects are dim, the fact that an overwhelming number of people that I continually talk to, and it's not the same people, different people every day seeing the shirt, seeing no names, please, nationally rated volleyball championship team wearing horse meat t-shirts and having conversations with people in North Dakota and South Dakota and Maryland and Illinois, you name it. Conversations are being had now. We're open, we're changing minds. People are open to having a discussion. Certainly, there's going to be people who think that's the grossest thing ever. I get it. We're not forcing it down your throat. We're just talking about having an option. In fact, here in a couple of, let's say, years, this is what the butcher case could look like right here. Guess what? That's horse steak. Look how good that looks. Succulent. Can you imagine adding a little butcher's barbecue injection to that to keep it nice and succulent. Look at that. Steak? Well, I don't know, but I think that's in French. I want to give a shout out to Steaming Ned. That's what his name is on the Facebook, Steaming Ned for that picture. So I'm very excited about this. I'm very happy that America is giving us the opportunity to at least have this discussion and hasn't shut me down. But look for new construction in Chandler. Dave, uh, let's start looking at tax abatements immediately, if not sooner, because I'm going to get financial backing from top men in the industry and women. Um, Also, the deadline for the American Royal Barbecue Hall of Fame forms is uh, April 14th. So if you haven't Made your nomination for me under journalist, please take the time to fill that out in full so I can give a magnanimous acceptance speech later this year, which I will record and it will go down in perpetuity. You can name it. I mean, you you can feel it, right? You know it's gonna happen. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the chops power injector system. The NBBQA 2015 and 2016 Barbecue Tool of the Year. Could it go three years in a row? It's coming this weekend. Can the CHOPS power injector system pull a triple peat? I don't say three peat, that's stupid. Triple peat. Two is double peat. One is a peat. There's three different sizes to choose from. The half gallon CHOPS power injector system designed for the competition guy or to pump up the backyard warrior like me. Easy to use. Clean to fill it, pump it, and away you go. If you have just one brisket or pork shoulder to do, don't get all crazy. You don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It uses it all. Comes with a whole mess of great stuff. It's 100 bucks plus shipping. Then you have the one-gallon Chops Power Injector System. It will hold double the amount of the half-gallon, hence the name, the one-gallon. Some use it in competitions, like when you're cooking MBN Whole Hog or Ten Shoulders to get that perfect one. This one comes with the same amount of cool stuff as the half-gallon, it costs 120 bucks plus you'll pay the shipping. Then the newest one, the Chopsville Power Injector System. It's electric and is the commercial and competition Big Daddy. This time, no holding tank, but a 3.5-foot pickup tube. You can put in any size container, from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum, designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City, which I plan to go to in like three weeks. Four weeks? He said time and time again that with the Chopsville Power Injector System, His briskets are better than ever. Comes with metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, 2-inch, 11-and-a-half-gauge needles, three plug screws, and a needle protector. $325 plus shipping anywhere. A number of the top pitmasters in the world are using CPI every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. Why? Because we live in a foodie world. Yes. And it requires flavor in every bite. Yes. This is how you do it do it fast. And it's not just for meat. Alcohol-infused watermelon, cantaloupe, honeydew, peaches, kiwi. The list is endless. Every injector hand-assembled right there in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. If you want extra accessories, you know they got them. Here's what you do. Head on over to Barbecue Kansas City. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, barbecuekansascity.com, and get to shopping. And if you're in Kansas City, go to Dan Ulladol's barbecue restaurant, Chops Barbecue. Rave reviews on Yelp chad ward out of the break stick around we'll be right back
4: the only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue a man actually named meathead the author of a barbecue bible bloggers reviewers competitors and manufacturers by the dozens it's the barbecue central show once again here's your host greg Rampey.
0: hey welcome back This portion of the show is being brought to you by Unknown Smoker Accessories. Purveyors of Made in the USA stainless steel barbecue and smoker lid hinges, barbecue accessory hangers, Rocket Hot Chimney Grillers, heavy-duty aluminum foil dispensers, the fine products from Unknown Smoker Accessories. Keep your gear where it needs to be at arm's length and ready for battle. By the way, Rocket Hot Chimney Grillers also available for sale at BigPapaSmokers.com. Once again, showing that partnership is sometimes way better than just being about straight-up competition. Of course, you can still buy everything from Unknown Smoker Accessories at their own website, unknownbbq.com slash shop today. All right. The internet is down 100% here. So how can I? Let me quickly figure out if I can... Get this going. By the way, John Dawson, Patio Dadio Barbecue, weighing in as we're talking about uh, Rempy's horse processing plant in Chandler, Oklahoma. I can see it now. Butcher's horse grilling. I'm sorry. Butcher's horse grilling oil and saddle dressing. You're damn right. Help! 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 You wait and wait and wait. I have no idea how this is going to work. People on whatchamacallit. What do you call it? Podcast. My internet's down, so nobody can see. Oh, 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 oh. Are we back up? No. I'm getting a thing. Still, Still going there. Yep, yep. Here we go. Here we go. We're coming back up. Wow, what a nightmare. How does the internet drop? How does that happen? Uh-oh. You know, I pay, uh-oh. Now, here it comes. The whole, your internet is jacked.com. Oh, great. Well, let's just see how this happens. I have no idea how this is going to work. I'm going to put them right up on my phone. Let's see let's see what happens. here. Right, Chad Ward how are you oh well uh believe it or not I, my internet is completely down if you can believe that well, i know you can't believe it yeah, yeah i, I am here. calling you on the cell phone i have you on speaker and i have you jammed up against my microphone Dude,
2: that literally sounds like something whiskey in the pit would do three out of four
0: shows i know before you guys uh, retired and one and off the air i figured that was something that you guys would do
2: <laughs> we have not retired. We have not retired. It's just—it's just a little
0: hiatus, Greg. Rumor of your demise is greatly exaggerated.
2: Yes, it is. It is extremely exaggerated. It's like thinking Kenny Powers is dead. He's not.
0: No. No. All right. Uh, hold on one second, Chad. I'm going to try and plug you in through something else here. That—that's going to drive me up the wall. All right. Hold on. See if I can figure this out. All right. How about that? You there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Now I, I got to turn you up yeah we're getting there with the commodore 64 i can tell you that let's see now maybe i got a, a, maybe, a t- maybe a tandy a tandy yeah i love tandy's jeez those were the best back in the day Tandies were the were the bomb all right can you hear me
2: i can't hear you
0: all right let me let me check your level here i just took the ipad out and Plug that into the phone. I can't. You know, it's on the fly engineering like this that makes me believe that I. Yeah.
2: If if if, if you need it, I think I still have my Blog Talk Radio call in.
0: You did not say that. (laughs) Holy moly, Blog Talk Radio! All right, Chad Ward from uh, Whiskey Bent Barbecue joining me here on the show. But of course, uh, tonight we flip caps and go uh, Traeger Grills. So you know, big day for Traeger tomorrow, Chad, and you're going to be launching a new product called Timberline. So I guess, you know, high-level, talk to me about what's planned for tomorrow and what we can talk about uh, in regards to the cooker at this stage.
2: Yeah, no, so uh, well, first off, thanks, Greg, for having me on the show. Uh, tonight I'm here at the Trigger headquarters. I stepped away to my uh, my just palatial office here yeah. in Salt Lake City and um, to give you guys a call. And, you know, we, so tonight we kicked it all off. We flew— uh, a lot of our key people in today, you know, so pro team members like, uh, obviously, DVQ. Um, We've got other pro team members like Chad Mendez, who's on our outdoor team, uh, great outdoorsman, MMA fighter, uh, John Dudley, you know, uh, former Olympian, yep. uh, Archer, some of those guys. and We've got PR from all over the country. We've got uh, Sunset Magazine here, Grind TV, uh, Vice TV. We've got a... a, a great fill out of uh, PR folks. And so we did a kickoff here tonight at the headquarters. And then tomorrow we all take a bus up to Park City to Blue Sky Canyon. And uh, at 11 a.m. mountain time, so 1 o'clock on the East Coast, God's time, uh, we will, you know, you can go over to TraegerGrills.com or you can go to our, our Facebook page and we'll do the uh, kind of the one hour presentation on 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 the cooker. And, um, and then at noon tomorrow, the the page will go live on Traeger Grills. And uh, if you want to pick one up, you can. And um, we're just super excited about it. You know, the one thing I can tell you about this grill, it's crazy, and, and is there's been more money invested in this grill than the first 27 years of Traeger as a company <laughs> towards innovation. Really? Yes.
0: So, like, where where is the mindset there? I mean, I, w- I would assume that Traeger is uh probably you know hosting these uh these big names that you're talking about and filling out with the sure. media in order to to get that exposure which I certainly appreciate but from an investment standpoint if you if you if you say the most ever invested for the 27 years is one to assume that there was fat cat syndrome for a while and now the new brain trust here has been like hey you know we we've we were the leaders. We fell back, and then we kind of were laughed at. And now we have to recapture that Traeger name and really bring it back to prominence. And this is what we're going to kind of stake that reputation on going forward.
2: You are absolutely correct, Greg. Um, you, you'll see things tomorrow as far as uh, cooker design that are that are different for a uh, for a pellet grill. You will see other things when it comes to the controller. I will tell you, you know, pay attention to the Wi-Fi it's uh it's something that in the trade in in the timber line is is amazing um yeah you're exactly right it came to you know traeger was the big king on the block for a while when it came to pellet grills we allowed a lot of people to to make up ground on us and now you know with this investment it gives us a one a, a a huge amount of intellectual property that obviously we've protected um to not only take the timber line to the next level, but but be able to leverage this technology for years to come.
0: Chad Ward from Traeger Grills joining me here on the show. Uh, all right, Chad. So I guess from are you able to paint a mental picture for the listeners here on you know how this thing kind of sets up from a visual standpoint?
2: Yeah. So so um, you know when you look at it, so we'll be offering two models. We'll be offering the Timberline 850, uh, which uh, 850 square inches of cooking area. It's got three racks. Um, the other day on my 850, I had eight slabs of regular St. Louis style ribs wow. and three slabs of competition cut ribs on the top rack. Really? So I had 11 racks um, in there on that cooker. Um, it's double wall designed. Um, the stance on it is 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 very stout. It's a heavy smoker. Um, it's got the rubber wheels, so no plastic wheels because we realize it's 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 a it's a load, which we made it that way. Um, you know, when, when you look at it, I think you're going to be really impressed. We've got a couple teaser videos out there. Uh, you can go over to Trigger Grills uh, on Facebook and check them out. But but really, what we looked at, Greg, how all this started was we we took the feedback we saw from customers that had modified hopper sizes, uh, done things to get more smoke out of their Traeger, all these different things, and, and we listened to them. And then we took that stuff and came back to you know people like Danielle, Cameron, myself, and said, man, how do we refine this? So we call it Pros Refined, and then Traeger is a company. We have a gentleman tomorrow that will be on the um, on the live cast, Michael Colston. Michael is a uh, he's he's it's, – it's been really cool – to be able to to be a part of this process and really see the thought process we we hired a guy to be our VP of products that had no grill background, and that was specifically for a reason. We didn't want anybody coming in with any preconceived notions. Now don't get me wrong, he's second generation you know Kenmore, the guy understands heat thermodynamics, all those things, he just, when he came in, didn't know anything about what a barbecue grill should be like. But we took those requirements we heard from our long-term customers, we took the needs of the professional barbecue cook, presented those and worked with Michael, and out came the Timberline two years later.
0: It it seems like, Chad, that... You know, there's been rumor and scuttlebutt that this Timberline was going to be coming out, and you know, I heard end of the year, then I heard first part of or turn of the year, and you know, here we are, end of the first quarter, pushing into that second quarter. Talk to me about, I don't want to say delay, but uh, you know, obviously there's something that isn't hitting for you guys to not want to bring it to market, which I can appreciate. You want to make sure this thing is going to be ready to rock right out of the box when it's ready to roll. uh, If that's too many cliches rolled up in one sentence there, but. You know, talk to me about, you know, timing in concept and timing in and rea- reality.
2: Yeah, you know, Greg, I'll sit here and tell you one thing. Me nor anybody else inside these four walls uh, will apologize for being quote-unquote late. Um, we, we had put some dates out there. We had talked about some things. But at the end of the day, until we were 120% sure that we had every issue shook out, Um. Everything was ready to go. Every unit that goes out in the distribution is going to create a happy customer. We weren't going to let it go. Uh, We've got too much investment and and we've worked too hard on this brand to do ourselves a disservice by releasing something just Mm -hmm. because we put an initial date out there. It's not the right thing for us as a brand and it's surely not the right thing for the customer. So it just so happened that March 29th ended up being the time that we were very very comfortable with where everything sits and um that's that's how we got here.
0: From a features and benefits standpoint, I mean, you talked about capacity, you talked about how stout it is. You know, what do you think two, three or four of the high-level features here that really set this grill apart from some of the other things that are existing on the market or maybe that you yeah, can't so even compete with it on the market.
2: Yeah, so so you'll see we we built it all around really three real big highlights to us uh the first one is just the superior structure um the build of it is awesome the second one is the what we call the super smoke technology which michael colson will go into in great detail tomorrow um because i'm sure and i know some of your listeners because they're some of mine and been dear friends for a while they're going to want to know you know well, well what do you mean and how does that literally happen and Michael's going to talk about it, that. There's something about with what we're doing uh, with our controller that at lower temperature, any temperature below 225, we can create an exponential amount of smoke compared to any other pellet grill. Um, and we're going to talk about that more. And then the other one, the the number three thing that's key to us is the uh, the Wi-Fi technology. Uh, what we've done with the controller, you know, we, we realize that's been a big knock on Traeger in the past um, is controller, and it will no longer be a knock. When it comes to this grill, so that that's really our three uh, the the three legs of our milk and stool, if you will. Um, and dude, I, I tell you what, the more we keep talking about it, I may not sleep tonight, Greg. I'm like a <laughs> kid on
0: Christmas morning. Yeah, man, you sound I'm all jazzed excited, up. Man. You sound all jazzed up yeah. right now. Chad Ward talking to us here on the show from Traeger Grills, getting ready to launch the new Timber line tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Mountain, or I'm sorry, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So, uh, TraegerGrills.com is the place to go to see that live stream, Chad.
2: Yeah, uh triggergrills uh .com/timberline. Uh also you can go over to our Facebook page at Treasure Grills. Uh Greg, I'm going to ask you this. I yep, mean, you yep. saw it on the floor. Yeah. You saw it on the floor with at HPBA. Um you, give me give me your criticism and and what you thought of it.
0: Well, first of all, Luke Edgar took me through it and, you know, for as much as he wants to be self-effacing, not knowing anything about grills and not knowing anything about uh, the the live fire industry, I mean the, the guy's a first class businessman. He knew everything yeah. top to bottom yeah. on that thing. I mean, I couldn't have had a better walk through on that. Uh, I thought the I thought the build. And,
2: and, 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 yeah. and the other thing, do you know about that guy? Like, so you know, I, I don't know snowboarding or any of that, but <laughs> you know, Mount Baker, the Mount Baker contest every year is like the like ultimate contest, right, for snowboarders. And Luke Edgar's won the seniors division like the last two years in a row. <laughs> really? So, yeah, wow. I, I just I, – sorry, I had to take a break here. I've got uh, Fidel Astoria from Utah Barbecue Company, uh, American Royal 2015 brisket champion here, coming over to shake my hand, telling me he's leaving.
6: Well, leaving? Fidel
2: usually listens to the show. He, he's, a, he's a listener of yours. All right, shout out. He's got to go uh, – anybody that needs Subaru parts, Subaru. Call Mark Miller Subaru tomorrow. Ask right. for Fidel. Fidel Fidel'll get choked up. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing, dude. That guy has the best Subaru spoilers you've ever seen in your life, man. He it, it, worldwide he is the number one spoiler salesman.
0: I don't know what that gets you in life, but that's great,
2: <laughs> dude. A, commi- a fat ass commission check is what it yeah, gets you. Yeah. All right.
0: I love it. I love fat ass commission I, I checks.
2: Didn't, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you when I no. was. You know, American Royal Brisket World Champion comes over to shake your hand. You got to give him uh, recognition on the Greg Rempy. Yeah,
0: and access and access to the best spoilers that Subaru can can put out. I mean, that's great. Oh, it, it, it's,
2: hey, it's hey, life life know, changing. I'm gonna, hey, it, hey, hey, it's not in the parts book. Oh.
0: So tell me you want the
2: chat Tell me you want oh, the Chadworth Deluxe Subaru oh, yeah, spoiler kit. Yeah. Oh, your shit's about to pop, son. Yeah,
0: yeah and put uh, and give me a sawbuck on uh, Johnny. Mixel Sticks in the 5th, right? Because Chad Ward's book is still okay. open. I know it.
2: Hey, hey, and, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you this, dude. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, Johnny Triggs put a couple of spoilers on his jambo. And those are, uh, Fidel provided those.
0: It's funny. I, I just talked to uh, Johnny Trigg yesterday, and I called him up. It sounded like this. It was like... Oh, you can't hear that. That's right. You're on the phone. Yeah. It sounded like that, too, nevertheless. So um, here's what I thought. I thought from a, okay. from a build perspective, it, it looks completely different than anything else Traeger's right. currently very offering small, that you can yeah. stick in your backyard. You, right. uh, you. it's a, it, it is a heavy or stout build, as you said. Uh, the capacity on it, I believe you were showing the 850 at the HPB Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the capacity on it looked tremendous. I like the magnetic cutting board that sits atop the pellet hopper. That's very unique.
2: Well, spoiler
0: alert. Yeah, and uh, and then the amount of cloud-based cooking that Luke went in great detail on can really be a game-changer there. I don't want to you know spoil too many storylines here for tomorrow, but that is going to be something that could really push this cooker over the top.
2: I'll tell you, it really can be, especially when you think about uh, all the times at a contest in the middle of the night, you got to get up and change temps and this and that. Well, that may be going away. Yeah,
6: absolutely, uh, you'll
2: have to tune in tomorrow. But, but no, I, I think the the amount of uh, cloud opportunity that we've we've made for that is is really really neat.
0: The other thing that I really found interesting, and I'm sure they'll they'll dig into it more and, and get in the weeds, is how the smoke is circulated through that cooker. So you always have that new smoke coming over the the meat, and then being exhausted out of the back. I think one of the unique. Um, Visual components or or things that you won't see on this that you would normally see on any other Traeger is there is no exhaust stack on this cooker.
2: Yeah, no, no, you're you're exactly right. And I think that's a I think that as that's a huge result of hiring a VP of product that had never been in the grill industry. Mm-hmm. We we challenged him to go and look at how do we create the cleanest smoke, the best smoke in the chamber and he wasn't worried about making it look like every other barbecue grill with a stack on the side. So that that's that's really interesting and I and I think you know it, it's definitely worth it. And then once again guys, if you can't tune in live tomorrow, you can always you know when you get off of work go back and look at it on triggergirls.com on Facebook or on the website. Um it, it, it's worth to see. I mean, when you hear look, I've heard the pitch 30 times from Michael's Colston about smoke science. I still get excited every time. Like I'm, I'm going to be on the panel asking questions tomorrow and I'm going to be looking at Michael Colson. Just, it, it is amazing to hear about the science that went behind it and why we've engineered this the way we do. Because I, I thought I knew a lot about smoke, smoke generation, um, you know, how it gets dirty, those kind of things, man, until I really said that, you know, Hey, if you want to get educated on it, Greg, you know how. If I want to learn about something, you know what I do, right? You,
0: in you tune into my show. You tune into my show. Son of that, a bitch! I just
2: sit around. I, I just sit across the <laughs> table from the guy that has the information with a seven fifty of bourbon, and we just chat about it for a little while. That's right. Um, but 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 you know, Michael's you know Michael's going to be a key part of tomorrow, and I really want people to tune in and learn about that smoke science because it's uh, it's something that that we see as a game changer.
0: Chad Ward, Traeger Grills. The big launch is tomorrow for the Timberline. Uh, Chad, give out the website one more time in the times.
2: Yeah, so uh, we're talking about 1 o'clock Eastern, uh, 12 o'clock Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and don't want to leave out our guys on the left coast, 10 a.m. Um, we will be at TraegerGrills.com slash Timberline, and we will also be at Trigger Grills on Facebook. So, Greg, thank you so much for your time um and actually well no i won't never mind i was <laughs> gonna say I, i'm gonna have a show next week but i can't i'm, I'm teaching a trigger class yeah. <laughs>
0: you, you know all the laughing sound effects are playing right now that you can't hear chad we talking about doing uh, this yeah that's right uh, very um, much, I, i'm very sure that all right so uh chad always appreciate the time man thanks so much and uh please give my regards to top men in the industry
2: i will do thanks so much greg thanks for the time and our listeners If you listen to my show and Greg's show, one, you're smart as hell, and two, uh, I've missed you guys, and we will get this thing uh, back on track sooner than later. As always, Greg, appreciate the opportunity. All
0: right, Chad, thanks so much. There he is, Chad Ward from Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the Pit. Oh, pipes! See what happens. You try and do uh, editing on the. Trying to uh, stuff on the fly. Full
4: guests of the Barbecue Central show appear via the Smithfield. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, let's try that again. Full guess of the Barbecue Central more. show
4: appear via the Smithfield hotline. Yikes. Yummy.
0: Right, well, we are. Uh, the, the good news is we're back online, so I can go back through Skype on this one. Had to go quick, McGillicuddy Jones. Take the iPad cord, go into the phone, run it through the mixer. Wow. I am smart. Thanks to Chad Ward from Traeger Grills. Cookshack, however, manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you're in the backyard, on the competition circuit, in a five-star dining facility. Cookshack has the unit that will do the job. And with a full line of barbecue sauce, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cookshack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoking grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion. Ed Fast Eddie Morin, the FEC 100 PG 1000, always customer favorites. Why? Because the PG 1000 can double as a smoker and a grill, low and slow, hot and fast. The Pellet Grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in an oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. And passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing, with quality always being at the forefront get the best in barbecue since 1962 call 800-423-0698 that's 800-423-0698 or visit the website cookshack.com alright Corey Savillo coming up knobwhereyouneedit.com stick around
4: produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way you're listening and watching the barbecue central show once again here's your host craig rampey all discombobulated
0: This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield, the biggest name in pork, bringing you great opportunities this barbecue season. Get Smokin' with Smithfield and their grant program and Committed Cooks program. Learn more at Smokin'WithSmithfield.com. That's Smokin'WithSmithfield.com. Emily Detwild was supposed to be on at 9.35 this evening. Sick kid. Had to reschedule. She'll be back. Hopefully next Tuesday, uh, probably around the same time slot. All right. Many of us have propane grills, like 90 some odd percent of us, if I'm not mistaken. One of the key components of the gas grill, the propane tank. And while some grills have a fairly easy access to the tank shutoff valve, many are carted in or enclosed. So they look nice, but making it a hassle to turn on the gas tank right from the tank, which means... You might not do it, or you'll forget. And if there was a way to remedy this situation, well, maybe there might be. You might be in luck. My next guest has a product to tell you about. Let's race to the hotline and welcome first-timer to the show, Corey Sevilla from Knob Where You Need It. Corey, how are you, buddy?
1: Good, Greg. How are
0: you doing? Absolutely fabulous, Corey. Appreciate you making time for the show. Uh, I guess before we get into Knob Where You Need It, uh, talk to me a little bit about your background, and are you a, a guy that is into the barbecue and grilling scene outside of being in the business of it? What's up?
1: Yeah, I mean, as a hobby, always. Um, but uh, I'd say probably in, until I started getting really into it, I was mostly a griller—burgers, dogs, steaks, that kind of stuff. But um, since I started, you know, getting more into it and, and reading everybody's blogs and stuff, I've been smoking pork butts and uh, doing a brisket or two, and. Uh, I love it. It's so much fun.
0: Where are you based out of, Corey?
1: So we uh, started up in Denver, Colorado, um, and I'm actually currently in the process of moving down to um, Dallas area.
0: Like, are you literally on the road heading down to Dallas?
1: Um, <laughs> you, you might say. Actually, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm at my uh, in-laws' place in Kansas, where we're kind of basing oh, wow. out until we find a house down there.
0: Oh, so that would uh, hence the storms you were talking about in the storm capital of the world
1: yeah pretty much got one tonight and and uh so no internet for them because they're still on uh on satellite internet oh
0: great so, <laughs> so. Uh, they missed the big debut, <sighs> oh damn it yeah,
1: yeah yep.
0: <laughs> well, they can go get it on podcast tomorrow. no problems all right, so uh Corey, was there a precipitating event that led you to kind of think about and maybe it wasn't you didn't even think about knob where you needed it as a name, but was there a precipitating event that led you to think about knob where you need it?
1: Yeah. I mean, actually, it was really simple. And it was uh, my brother, Adam, who is my business partner, too. It was his idea originally. Um, and he basically was just at a buddy's house grilling, drinking, and, um, you know, had to reach down behind the the guy's uh, grill to turn off the propane tank when they were done. It didn't even have, um, you know, cabinet. It just had like a fascia in front. Yep. And he just offhandedly commented, you know, why why do we have to do this? Like, why isn't the control on the control panel? And his buddy was like, cool. Why don't you make that? And so we started kicking the idea around and that's, that's where it came from. And we just kept going through iterations and ideas and and trying to figure out why hasn't this been done? Is there a reason it won't work? You know, what's the deal? And does it really, you know, add a lot to the grilling experience? And we didn't really hit any stopping points, you know, And, and once we got a good prototype and, you know, I had it on my grill for a while and we're like, yeah, I think it, it, it does work and it does add value.
0: Can you paint a mental picture of knob where you need it and kind of how it operates and, and how it would install to a certain degree? Obviously, you can go to the website and check it all out, but just for a mental picture. Yeah,
1: yeah so, yeah, of course, there's video on the website, but um, basically it's, it's really simple, and we, we want it to be really simple. So it's a mechanical device. It uses a bi-directional um, flexible steel shaft to transfer torque down to the knob on the propane tank. And then we, along with some engineers, just came up with a, a nifty little adapter that easily snaps on and off over the top of your existing propane tank handle. So you don't have to modify the tank. You don't have to modify your propane delivery system or anything. So uh, that adapter is then connected via that flexible uh, shaft to a knob at the top end that gets installed through either a, a side shelf or um, your right through your control panel if you want. So... When you turn that top knob, it's going to transfer that torque down that shaft and turn your tank just like you're doing it with your hand.
0: Uh, now, to be clear, because I'm a guy that never likes to drill in anything just because I'm not handy, <laughs> uh, this is something that does require you to put a hole in the grill or whatever cooker you're using.
1: Yeah. So currently that's that's the way we have it um, to be installed. Um, we, you know, our, our future plans, and we, we're kicking around ideas to try and make some sort of a, a quick stall option where you can maybe – you know, uh, attach something with a clamp, uh, some kind of a a screw, but for right now, that's it, yep. All
0: right, so how long does it take to go from initial prototype to an item that you're ready, that, you know, you and Adam are ready to bring to market and and try and make a go of it?
1: Well, for us, I mean, being our first time doing it and and self-funding and, and, you know, not really having the expertise, it took us about, uh, I'd say about, two and a half years to get to that point two years two and a half years something like that we made our first prototypes literally in the garage like a lot of people um our first tank knob adapter was made out of wood um which failed almost instantly but it worked for like a, a time or two so <laughs> we were on to it um and we did several more by ourselves and then we got some engineers involved and we we got it to look pretty and um after we paid them a bunch of money we we ended up with something and then um so i would say about two and a half years is by the time we had like our first, um, uh, like our first alpha run in production.
0: Um, are you guys like in the hole at this point? Or are you kind of self-funding as you you had the money so you could be as close to to break even when you really started getting out there to sell?
1: I would say I would say we're in the hole. So we we self-funded you know with, out of savings basically um, for a bit, and then we ran through that, um, and my wife wouldn't let me spend any more money. Um, oh, wives. Then, uh wives. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, I actually then tapped her, her parents, and we got a little more <laughs> out really? of my in-laws. Um, and we're we're basically kind of through that too. So we're and and now we're starting to to you know use a little debt to finance operations, and that's just kind of how it is in the beginning. Um, and it's scary, but I, I think if you believe in the product and and what it can do and how it can help people and and how it can help you know. I think the big thing for us is make grilling safer, you know. I mean, it's rare that something's going to happen, something bad is going to happen. But when it does with a tank of propane, it's usually not good. Um, And so the safest way, the best way to make sure that doesn't happen is to get it closed at the tank.
0: Is your wife buying in to this whole thing, or is she just appeasing your entrepreneurial spirit?
1: I I think she buys in at this point. Um, I, I would say for the first while, maybe maybe even the first couple of years, she was just kind of appeasing. Um, but I, I think she buys in. You know, I mean, honestly, I think once we got one on our grill is when she started buying in um, and thinking that it could be, uh, you know, useful to a lot of people. Um, and to be honest, when my brother first came to me with it, I, I thought, I don't know, this this seems like it's for for lazy people, right? Um, <laughs> but even even at that, I was like, well. But that's what we do in this country. It's I mean, America, baby. <laughs> it's America. You know, everything's for convenience. So even if it's just convenience, you know, there it is. But I started thinking through it more, and I'm like, you know, older people or or, or people with, you know, limited mobility, bad backs or knees might really appreciate it, for one. Um, once we started doing some market research, we found out that so many people intend to shut their valve off, but they don't because they either forget or they just don't want to reach down there for whatever reason. And so that, you know, not, not even just laziness, but out of forgetfulness, people would appreciate it. Yeah. Um,
0: are you selling to distributors or retailers or, or I guess what's the, the concept or goal of uh, pull through?
1: As of right now and for about the last uh, probably 10 months, we've been selling through our website and uh, for less time through Amazon, so just retailing it ourselves. Um, after the HPBA Expo, we had quite a bit of interest, and so we're talking with um, some distributors um, um, and some manufacturers, reps, um, to you know possibly go that route. Um, and then, to be honest with you, you know, we're kind of using it all above them. All of the above approach at this point, but I mean, it's great in aftermarket, and and people with you know just a little bit of handiness can install it themselves. It's it's really easy. Um, it's you know I think you just said you weren't that handy, but you did it. Um, and so uh, now,
0: look, to be perfectly honest, I completely screwed it the first twenty-five <laughs> minutes because <laughs> I was. So here's here's my bitch, and and you can uh, you'll read about it in mm-hmm. AmazingRibs dot com uh, review as well. I I. Would, if I'm Corey, I would include a hard copy of instructions because now you get an idiot like me who's left to his own device of running back and forth between the phone and the grill and that very first step where you're supposed to put the nut or the, the washer and, and then the nut down or, or the, vice versa, or whatever it is. Well, I didn't realize then that you had to, when you stuck it through the hole, then you put the other nut and washer down and on the top. I figured that out an hour later. But, and and everything's fine and it works great, but, you know, I would like to have physical instructions, and and I know that the uh, directions are going to be at the website, but when you're outside, you know, maybe you're not bringing your phone or you can't see it as well, and I think the paper instructions are still kind of worth uh, or have some value in there. My two cents.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and we appreciate that. And we actually got that feedback at the at the expo as well. Um, you know, we were trying to be all green and not have them. And, you know, oh, everyone has their everybody devices, talks but. about
0: green. Nobody gives a shit about green. They're liars. <laughs> they, the only <laughs> thing anybody cares about green is money. Yeah, that's right.
1: So. Uber. So we're going to get those back in there. We had them at first, and we we're like, ah, people, you know, it's it's the internet age, but no, people do appreciate that. So we're going to get those back in there.
0: <laughs> um, from a from a selling proposition, is it a safety item that you're pitching it as, or is it convenience? Uh, more for like distributors and 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 man reps versus obviously the people are just showing up to the website.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think a safety thing, you know, is, is the main thing. You know, all the all the grill manufacturers, if you read their literature when you get a new gas grill, it says. You know, when you're done grilling, turn off propane at the tank. And um, all the propane organizations, you know, if you read their websites and stuff, they'll say, when it comes to gas grilling, be sure to turn off your, uh, you know, yep. propane at the tank. And, yep. and really for all propane appliances. Um, and so this makes it, you know, readily available. It's it's in your face so you don't forget to do it. Just go ahead and do it, you know?
0: Um, is there anything else that competes with you guys right now?
1: No. Nope. Wow. Nothing. Captured that, I mean, Mark. We we did it sorry
0: captured market
1: yeah that's that's (laughs) the plan um you know and we're gonna try and go ahead and get that market i'm you know i'm sure after the show that um i just feel like probably you know there was a lot of people um grill companies that thought that that liked it and um you know i'm sure the competition's coming but for right now it's us
0: uh price point
1: so we've got it for 49.95 um on the website and on amazon retail price
0: um are there other uses for it outside of putting it on a grill could you could you use it anywhere where you kind of have a a knob that might not be conveniently located i'm not sure i can't come up with a a scenario right off the top of my head but I, i would assume it would work right
1: yeah yeah so for so as it currently stands for any um propane tank 40 pounds and under it can be used so um there's lots of things you know um People were talking about um, forklifts. A lot of forklifts operate on propane, and a lot of them have gone to using the 20-pound um, upright tank, which is under a seat sometimes, and so it's not easy to get to and it's easy to forget. Um, Adam and I are originally from Minnesota where people do a lot of ice fishing, and so a lot of times we'll have tanks outside their ice house, and it might be nice to be able to turn those on and off mm-hmm. from inside the warm ice house instead of outside. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, there's lots of applications.
0: Uh, This is Corey Savillo. Him and his brother, Adam, have created Knob Where You Need It, and you can find that at knobwhereyouneedit.com. Kevin Huber actually linked it up in the chat room. Actually, uh, Kevin Huber just uh, ordered one. You got an order from uh, uh, South South Dakota, believe it or not. There's actually people that live (laughs) up there by choice. So uh, this is Corey. I appreciate your time tonight. Uh, Great meeting you down at HPB and continued success with the product.
1: Thank you very much, Greg. You got it. it.
0: There he is, Corey Sevilla, knobwhereyouneedit.com. Your order of $56.75 has been confirmed. That's uh, total with shipping, right, Kevin? Do you like that price, consumer? Kevin, do you like that price? I mean, he's uh, Kevin's loaded, so, I mean, you know, 50, 50, 60 bucks to him is like, you know, $3 for me. He's loaded. <laughs> Money bags! Um... It, so I will, as I just posted, I or, or I'm doing a review. I'm kind of like the new um, accessories tester for AmazingRibs.com, and I'm going to be doing some stuff for them. Uh, this is one of the things that I reviewed over the weekend. Uh, installed it, and you know I've been turning it on and off and on and off and on and off for the last two days. So more than most people would have done already in like three or four months. So that's good. And it works. uh, Trust me, very easy to install. If you're not an idiot like me, super easy. All right, folks, if you didn't know, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, even a kit that gives you everything you need to make make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championship rubs. Their rubs have won almost every major competition barbecue event, period. They've also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue, and begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've even created two of their own unique competitions, King of the Smoker, which brings the best of the best in barbecue head-to-head in a back-to-basics competition. King of the Smoker is unique in that contestants may not use any electric devices, such as pellet cookers or pit miners. Contestants just allowed to use charcoal, wood, and their wits to win one of the most high-stake barbecue competitions around. The other event, known as the Guinea Pig, is a cost-controlled competition that helps bring in newcomers to competitive barbecue. It also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category, which helps provide incentive to get new competitors in the world of barbecue, plus keeping the savvy vets. On top of all of that, Big Papa has created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all of this with only six, seven years of being in the biz, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. It's just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. Here's the website Bigpapasmokers.com. That's bigpapasmokers.com. All right. Let's wrap this bad boy up. We'll be right back. Stick around.
4: Full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpey. All right, welcome
0: back. 216-220-0966, 216 220 Greg at the I wonder if we're getting a storm here. The second time in a month that we've had the internet go down. Can't have that. It's an internet show for crying out loud. I can't have it go down. Nuts. Got to keep it together. I need the upstream to be at a high velocity. All right, thanks again to Corey Sevilla from Knob Where You Need It. Again, the website, Nob, knob K N O B, knobwereyouneed.com. It, it does have all the installation instructions on there, website wise. And really that's kind of my only complaint is that it didn't have if it would have had the directions, I I would like to say that perhaps I would have had a better shot at not losing a whole half hour of trying to figure out what am I doing wrong. In fact, in the video that I did for AmazingRibs.com, you can see before I fixed it how I had it on there. I mean, what a dummy. I mean, it's just sometimes you get your handiness from one side of the family and it's the male side of the family. And you're just not overly encouraged to, you know, be the grow-up handy kid around the place. If I I live with no regrets, but I sure wish I would have, taken more of an interest in fixing shit. Because then I, I literally could... If you... So I have a Weber Genesis gasser with the side control panel top down. I could have had that thing installed in 10 minutes. Tops. But, an hour later I had it. All the way back in the first hour we talked with Max Good from AmazingRibs.com. Then we had Simon Flores, Diablo Cookers. Then... Chad Ward, Traeger Grills. Check out their new Timberline launch tomorrow, traegergrills.com slash Timberline. And we ended it with Corey Savillo from knobwhereyouneedit.com. Big show planned next week. Emily Detweiler in, Ray Lampy in, just to name a few. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.